Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Women Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed with your responsibilities, and it seems like you'll never get it all done? Well, you're not alone. We all need to remember to use our superpowers, the ones we already have but don't use all the time, and take advice and wisdom from one another. Towards the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to keep on being the well woman you are. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is how to be efficient when you are spread thin. And hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to use your time wisely, show appreciation to your friends and family members that support your busy lifestyle, and learn some tips for accomplishing more, more efficiently every day. Does that sound good? My guest today is Kate Kennedy, a Santa Fe, New Mexico-based homeless teen and LGBTQ advocate, activist, and nightclub partner. Kate is a partner at Skylight, a downtown nightclub with a primarily female staff, Prior to working full-time at Skylight, Kate spent the days working as a marketing coordinator at Los Alamos National Bank and the evenings at the nightclub. Kate is co-vice chairwoman of the city's Nighttime Economy Task Force and board member of the Santa Fe Prom Closet and Santa Fe Prep Alumni Board. In 2015, Kate ran for city council in Santa Fe. Today, I speak with Kate about the challenges of working in a male-dominated field, bringing a female perspective to nightlife, and how running for city council taught her the importance of using her time efficiently. The free giveaway today is the Well Woman Life Cycle Worksheet. In case you didn't get it from last week, it's available again there today. I love this giveaway because it clearly uh, outlines the components of the Well Woman Life Cycle and gives you a little worksheet so you can actually um, work on that. And now to my interview with Kate. Okay, I'm sitting here speaking with Kate Kennedy in her business, which is actually a bar slash nightclub. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So Kate, um, we heard in your in the introduction, you you're part owner in a, a bar nightclub. Um, and you also ran for city council, you've got a lot going on. Can you describe a time in your life when you didn't put yourself first when you weren't taking care of yourself the way you maybe know now you need to? Um, yes, I think actually during my campaign for city council, 
I was putting my um, constituents and potential voters as well as supporters and donors well ahead of my own well-being while also trying to work full-time um, and be involved on all of my nonprofit boards as well. Um, I ended up losing a significant amount of weight. I was very tired, very hungry. Pretty much if it didn't fit in my purse, I didn't eat it or drink it for several months, um, which I think is pretty common for a lot of women on the go. I essentially live out of a giant purse and my car all has all of my extra clothing and makeup and everything I could need to be a woman on the go. Um, but it did take some recovery time. I think in some regards, I'm still recovering and trying to put myself first. And do you find that things slowed down and have become more quote unquote normal, or have you continued that sort of campaign lifestyle? Things have definitely gotten busier and crazier um, since I lost the campaign in March. Um, my involvement in the community has increased. My involvement in my business has increased. I'm now on five nonprofit boards and a city committee, as well as volunteer work and other community work. Um, and my role in the business has expanded to also include our special events and catering business. So we are diversifying and expanding all at the same time. Um, I still sleep very little, um, but I do try to get eight hours. They're just very rarely consecutively. Um, I do get all my meals in, but again, they're at pretty ridiculous hours and I snack and graze a lot. I'm lucky to work in a building that has stairs and requires me to have a lot of activity to get through a shift. So I'm blessed in that way that I'm not necessarily behind a desk or standing in one place. Um, there is a lot of movement in my life. I miss doing yoga and Pilates and dance classes um, that I used to do, but I hope to find time for those in the near future, maybe after sometime after the holidays. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds very busy. Um, do you, can you tell me what you're working on that and how it impacts women's lives and well-being? either something related to your business or some of your boards? I think that all of it. Um, the boards that I am involved with um, include Santa Fe Youth Shelters, Santa Fe Prom Closet, New Mexico Cocktails and Culture, Santa Fe Chamber of Commerce. Um, and then I'm also on BQL, which is the Business and Better Quality of Life Committee for the city of Santa Fe. Um, so a lot of the work that I do is... Out community outreach and overall well-being. Um, and I do focus on youth as well as LGBTQ youth um, and a lot of women's and transgendered issues as well. Um, affordable housing is a big part of what I'm working on, as is overall health for the community and economic development um, through community engagement. In the business that we have, we have a mostly female staff, um, and in the nightlife business, we are sort of known for objectifying women to make sales. And my solution to that is to put women in positions of management and leadership within the business, um, which is working out really well for us. Um, we have an incredible staff who works really hard. They're a great set of ambassadors, not only for our business, but for the industry. Um, and we do a lot of community engagement through our business. We recently just hosted an event for NDI. Um, and we try to do at least one nonprofit event a month. Um, we focus again on on youth issues, but also sort of family issues. Um, and it's this is my hometown. This is sort of what I've always dreamed of being able to do is give back in this way while having both a positive community engagement and economic impact. And as a woman business owner, 
Um, do you face particular challenges that maybe men don't face? What has been your experience? Yes. Um, sort of having to validate yourself in what is known as sort of the man's game of nightlife has been very interesting for me being an under 30 business owner. Uh, we currently have a staff of about 20 people, um, which we provide income for 20 households, which represents up to 80 people. That's an incredible thing. But yes, it it was a man's game when I got into it. It still is largely. I come from finance, which was also a man's game. So I am used to being the only woman at the table, certainly the youngest one. Um, and you just have to own yourself and own your opinion and not be afraid and be know that it's going to take a couple times. You'll have to repeat yourself a lot and you'll have a lot more to prove. I certainly have had to work two, maybe three times harder than my male counterparts um, to prove myself in this industry and to become a voice for the industry. Um, Nightlife in Santa Fe is a pretty small community, although we're we're strong and we love it. Um, there's not a lot of women in management and leadership roles within it. Um, so it's been kind of cool to set the example. I hope that those behind me can sort of run on the path. I hope I've made it a little smoother, um, but that's what I strive for every day. And speaking of the man's world, as you put it, um, do you find that you end up trying to fit into that by acting like taking on some of those male behaviors? Or do you are you trying to change the world to be more of a woman's world? A little bit of both. I think you have to do a little bit of both during the transitional time for sure. Um, I want people to think that I'm a big, strong girl and that I can handle that stuff. Um, half of my security team are also female. Um, and so that's really a cool thing. Um, but nightlife is nightlife is sexy and it's dirty and it's dark and it's loud and it's heavy. Um, and that was a change for me, for sure. There is um, a different energy level. There is a different way that people interact between each other that I had to get used to leaving a more of a corporate structure. Um, but it's an engagement level that I really enjoy. But I certainly have had to um, speak a little bit louder, prove myself a little bit more, show up early, stay later. Um, and I do hope that it gets easier. I would like to overall change the game and change the conversation. But really, I want to change the expectation of what nightlife is, change the expectation of employee management and experiences, entertainment food. I really want to sort of set the standard for expectations if we can, but what also managing them at the same time. So are you saying you're trying to bring nightlife out of the dark kind of and more into the light? So, I mean, what came up for me when you just said that was having a female security guard certainly would make me feel more inclined to come out maybe by myself to meet friends out or, you know, just out with girls if I know it's not all it's not going to be dominated by men when I get there? Yes, absolutely. Um, having a mostly female staff does make it, for lack of a better term, sort of less nightclub-y and more of a social gathering, community gathering space. And that is something that we w- that we really want. Has that been part of your business plan as a group? Because I know it's a group of partners. Or is that more your thing? 
it's been a group decision for sure. Um, and it's taken a little bit of time to put people into the right positions, but we have a really strong team now. Um, and the female energy in this place is great. Um, most of our customers are actually female as well. Our average customer is a 39-year-old female, which is probably older than some would expect um, and maybe a different gender than some would expect. Um, but it makes this space sort of have a unique feeling. And it does allow us to bring the sort of nightlife out of the shadows of Santa Fe and into sort of mainstream lifestyle in Santa Fe, which it had sort of disappeared for a little while. But you really have to focus everything on your community. Mm. We have to, we encourage all of our employees to be involved in their community. We want to bring the community inside our doors, but also know that we have outreach programs as well. How did you find out the age of your client uh, customer base? Did you do a survey? We scan IDs when people come in through the door. And um, so the program, the software that we use will report that back. We also um, can gauge on Facebook as anybody else can. You can pull demographics from your business page. And so we we did an average between the two. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, when, so let's talk about you running for office. Um, you ran for city council and you lost. You you ran a campaign for several months. Um, how how did that? How did you balance that with also being a business owner? And how, did it take its toll on you? Yes, absolutely. When I first announced my candidacy, I was actually working full time at a local bank during the day. I was here at night. I was on uh, three nonprofit boards at the time. And I was running for city council. Um, at that time, you know, something had to give and it, it was time for me to move on from, from the bank and move more towards Skylight, more full-time, even more full-time than I was. Um, it took an absolute toll on me. My head was in one place and my heart was in the other and my body was exhausted. And trying to prioritize and compartmentalize my own priorities was was really interesting and rewarding and scary all at the same time. Um, running for office was the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. It made me evaluate myself on levels that I didn't even know. I got to know myself in a way that I never thought that I could. I got to know my community, my hometown, people around me. It was an incredible experience, but definitely scary and exhausting and anxiety ribbon. <laughs> What did you learn about yourself? I learned that um, I'm a lot stronger than I thought that I was. Um, for anybody who followed my campaign, you know that I was in the media quite a bit, um, especially for running a privately financed campaign. Um, and waking up on days and seeing your face on the paper, either online or on the printed edition, seeing things on Facebook about you, um, things from people you don't even know, and getting up and going out there every day regardless was something I didn't necessarily believe that I could do, but found my voice in it and found my strength in it and actually used it as an opportunity to start conversations with people and feel that I needed to prove them differently. Um, some of those were very difficult. And unfortunately, things that are online live out there forever. So they're still out there. Uh, I still have people to this day who were both offended by what was said and people who still agree with it and go out of their way on both aspects to come and talk to me regularly about it. You don't realize how much impact you have on the lives of other people until you're in that kind of a position. And 
um, both negative and positive. But it was incredibly rewarding at the same time. And I feel like I got to engage in conversations with people that I may not have gotten to in another capacity. And what about the issue of your public and private life? Like, you know, it's so public when you're out there running for office and everything's, uh, you know, everything is out there for everybody to talk about and weigh in on. How did you handle that aspect of running for office? You have to accept a certain loss of independence. Um, and I have sort of accepted that since then. One, once your foot's in the water, you're kind of in. Um, and I have experienced that almost daily to this day. I mean, the campaign was over about seven months ago. And um, I can still rarely go places alone or um, go to events alone. I am still, I still get watched and spoken to. And um, there is you don't realize how important it is, how what it feels like to have a level of anonymity, to really be able to embrace your independence until, until it's not there anymore. But it was something that I was willing to sacrifice for the issues that I believe in, and it's something I'm still willing to sacrifice for those issues and for my voice. Um, but that was probably the hardest part of running for office. You can only prepare so much for that. Do you regret running for office, or are you glad you did it? Not a single regret. Completely love that I did it. Um, I know I would have regretted it if I hadn't. What would you say to other young women? Because as you said, you're under 30. You're a business owner. You're very active in your community. You ran for office. Um, that's a lot. Like you're, you're producing a lot. That's a lot of output, right? Um, what would you say to other young women who are juggling a lot of these things uh, if they were thinking of running for office? I would recommend that people do run for it, but know what you stand for before you go into it and know that you are a lot stronger than you think you are. And people will test you in ways you didn't even think possible. Um, surround yourself with good people. I know watching my friends and family and in my inner circle go through my candidacy as well as life post-campaign has been difficult for them as well. And don't lose track of those people because they're losing a piece of you while you're out there. And they are also having to serve as a buffer in large respects. So really cultivate those relationships before you go in and really try to spend the time during the campaign to maintain them should you choose to then announce to run for office. I think those are those relationships, again, you can prepare only so much, but it is incredibly hard to then find out that you can't just go somewhere with your best girlfriend um, and know that she then has to serve as your advocate as well. So make sure that you really surround yourself with good people. Mm. Um, this is making me think of, you know, when we, when we go into something that changes our lives, we go in as, as one person and then we go through this big experience and we come out the other side as a different person. A lot of times, who are you now? Who's, who is Kate Kennedy now that you've, you've been through this process? I think the thing that I've noticed most in myself is I change the way that I introduce myself. Um, you know, we all have to put those little blurbies on our social media accounts about who are you, say something about you, and then you have to provide these bios. Um, and I now describe myself as a community advocate. 
when before I was Kate Kennedy, born and raised in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I then described myself based on what I did for a living and the organizations I was involved with and, and that kind of stuff, where I was born and raised. I didn't describe myself in any sort of action-based term. Um, and that's been the largest change that I have seen in myself is the way that I describe myself to others and introduce myself. Okay, um, Kate, we're going into a segment called Superpowers for Success. So I want to ask you a few questions, and we'll, we, we can go through them fairly quickly. Um, the first one is, what does success in life mean for you? Success in life means, um, for me, it's finding a balance of your true self. There is a lot of imperfection that comes with success. There's a lot of loneliness that comes with success, certainly sacrifice. Um, and hopefully you have no regrets, but if you can find the balance between what you expected of yourself, what others expected of you, um, but also being your best self, whatever that is for you and not losing track of who you really are, that balance for me is success. And when did you know that you are really good at what you do? I don't know that I am really good at what I do. Sometimes there are days that I don't know what I do. <laughs> um, well, let's take the community advocate description, you know, the, the way you describe yourself. When did you know that you're, you're a good community advocate? When an eight-year-old girl came up to me and asked whether or not I was going to run for president. That was a sort of a life-changing moment for me. Yes, it was politically related, but this is a young woman who lives in Santa Fe who saw me as, as much of a leader in her life as she could envision and representing issues that were important to her and speaking in ways that she could understand. Um, and she at, her asking me if I was going to run for president, and my response to her was, yes, if you vote for me. Um, so just that was... That was my moment. That was when I knew that I was really impacting the lives of other people. Um, there were other moments with adults, certainly, um, and other organizations. It's been pretty incredible to see some of the policies and issues that I had advocated for for quite some time get put onto official agendas. And um, that's been really powerful. But truly, the, the changing moment for me was when that eight-year-old girl came up to me and asked if I was going to run for president. Okay, and Kate, describe a personal habit that you have that contributes to your well-being. Like, how do you stay well in order to do all these things? I eat a lot of sushi. <laughs> sushi is my favorite food, and um, to take the time to dine properly and to do something that I enjoy, put my phone down. Um, the other thing that I do is I color I love adult coloring books. I keep them in my purse. I keep them in my office, in my house. They're everywhere. Since I'm always on the go, um, my environment isn't always my sanctuary. So sometimes I need to create my own space within wherever I am um, to meditate and sort of do my own thing. And coloring is the easiest thing that I can do that has the largest impact. I love that because you can take that anywhere you, you go. You can take that with you. Um, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? My voice. I had always liked to talk, but I don't know that I ever really said anything. Um, and finding out that I could tr 
um, translate and describe things that were important to me, issues that are important to me, and do so in an articulate way um, to impact the lives of other people, I think was truly finding my voice, not just talking to talk to hear yourself talk, but to remove the ego from the voice and really speak from your heart was something that I was probably there all along, um, but it wasn't until I was really tried on a public setting to prove it that it came out. So before that, you would, like you said, you would talk, but you didn't feel like you were really saying anything. And then through the process of, of these public forums and running for office, you were sort of forced to really find that, that um, thing that you really connected to and wanted to talk about. Yes, I think that I used to talk to just get attention, to fill time, to fill space. I don't think I was listening. I, I wasn't a very good listener. Um, I would just talk just because I could. Um, I was an only child, and maybe that's a symptom of that. Um, but truly being able to speak from your heart, um, it, sh- it sounds different. It has a different tone, and the way that you listen and react to the way people respond to you is very different. I think it's important to remove the ego from those conversations because it's not about you. It's about the conversation, and it's about the other person as well. And so to let them in and absorb your voice was really important for me. What was the issue you were talking about that brought that up for you? Um, For me... Housing has always been a big issue, but also the quality of education in our community um, and access to both of those things within our community was sort of my big focal point. I just I couldn't believe that we have so many people without stable roof, without access to um, quality education and wraparound services um, and watching these families struggle in our community because they really want to live here and they're productive members of our community and to really want to be a part of it and seeing that there were things that some of us may have taken for granted that were limiting their ability to grow um, was was really hard for me. Um, addressing the issues of youth homelessness and the large percentage of those that are uh, gay, lesbian, or transgender was incredibly powerful for me. I have been working on... Um, gay and lesbian issues for quite some time since I was in high school and finding out how many of them were homeless in our community was huge for me. Um, And again, even access to food and nutrition programs, um, things a lot of us have taken for granted, at least I I certainly had. Um, And I was in a position to try to give some of those people a voice and if nothing else, just raise the topic altogether. Um, The other issues that really forced me to find my voice were sexism and sexism in politics and business and sort of day-to-day life. Um, There were things that were said about me publicly and not so publicly um, that made me feel like my, my community had sort of turned its back on me and not just me, but what I stood for and other women in my life and some men in my life, certainly. And I felt sort of betrayed by it. Um, And I had to find my strength to overcome that as well while articulating these really important issues in our community. Um, And to not go out and cry publicly and to really 
to keep showing up. It was important to keep showing up regardless of what people were saying about me or about what I was saying. Um, that was, that found my fire. I became just this whole other person. How, how dare you speak about me in that way when I'm trying to advocate for homeless youth? These things aren't even comparable. Um, and really finding, finding my strength in that. And so a lot of times when we have a realization like that or an awakening or whatever you want to call it, we, we change so fundamentally that it's sometimes hard for the people around us to, uh, to, to treat you like they have always treated you. So what did you come across that in your personal relationships and just friendships and things? Absolutely. Um, my relationship with my fiance changed my relationship with my business partners and my employees and my friends, pretty much all of my relationships changed. Um, I think the only one that didn't really were my parents. They were, they've always been my biggest supporters and they were my number one volunteers, um, during the campaign for sure. And since then, um, but it was the way that I was speaking to people um, and what people could expect from me. Um, the importance of showing up really became such a priority for me. And even though my time became more limited for each thing that I was working on, the time that I was spending on each one was much more dedicated. And I think people were used to me sort of being more fluid with my time and more available to them and having to be able to say no to people um, and knowing that they're not going to be mad at me, that interaction, I think women have a hard time saying no in general. And I was and am still one who finds it hard to say no, but managing people's expectations of me um, has changed all of my relationships and stronger. And changed them for, oh, you just said made them stronger, made your relationships stronger. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I am a better version of myself now. I am a better partner, a better friend, a better community member. I am much more aware. I have slowed down a lot. I'm listening better. I'm much more present in the moments. Um, and that's something that I think that I was missing from a lot of my relationships was I was just sort of pieces of me were all over the place and I wasn't really focused on them or the relationship or the time together. I think the overall thing that changed most for me was my perspective of time and the importance of it and knowing that it's my, my personal most valuable resource is my time for other people and time for myself and prioritizing that within my life. Okay. Um, and Kate, what advice would you give your younger self? I mean, you're, you're already really young, but maybe either, you know, sort of 10 years ago, what advice would you give yourself? Slow down. Enjoy the moments that you have. Um, and I would ask my younger self to support those around me better. I don't know that I was the best supporter of my inner circle. I was a strong member of it, but I don't know that I truly supported those around me in the best way that I could have. I think I could have slowed down a little bit, maybe understood myself better, maybe understood other people better, um, and just tried to enjoy my time a little bit more with those around me and really enjoy those experiences. But don't you think that that's a process and you can't ever just decide to do that? It's like something has to happen for you to 
kind of go through that process. So it may not have done any good to tell yourself that, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, in looking back on it, I don't know that I was the best friend that I could have been. I don't know that I was the best girlfriend or team member that I could have been. I think I could have taken a little bit more time to even be stronger in myself so that I could be a better member of a group, but also be okay being alone. Being an only child, sometimes um, we enjoy being alone, but we also can get pretty lonely pretty quickly. Um, And I think instead of dwelling on the loneliness, I would have asked myself to expand out a little bit more, be a little bit maybe a little bit friendlier. Um, I was pretty shy for a long time um, and tried to figure out where that shyness was coming from. I was something I would ask myself. Okay. And um, one of the last questions, do you identify as a feminist? That's a really difficult question. I think that the word feminist in its current context um, is starting to receive somewhat of a negative tone. I consider my strong myself an advocate for women, both those who were born as women and those who identify as women, um, but not in the like man-hating kind of feminist way. I don't like to see things as an us versus them kind of world. Um, I much prefer the female advocate side of the feminist terminology and not so much the anti-man side of the terminology Um, because this isn't us versus them it's not a we're better than this no this is our chance to stand up and be advocates for each other i think that women can be each other's own worst enemy Um, and this is our opportunity to empower each other and in that term in that way yes i am I am a feminist in the sort of self-empowerment and female empowerment side, but not in the man-hating side of things. I mean, just to clarify for listeners, being a a feminist is um, advocating for equality for women in politics, in society, and it doesn't ever, you know, define, we don't define feminism as anything about men, actually. It's, It's all about women. So just to clarify that. Yes. And I, I think, though, that there are some people who do use it in a negative light. And I think that it's given feminists and feminism sort of a bad rep unnecessarily. I think that the empowerment side and the advocacy side is incredible. And that's the side we need to be focusing on. I just think, especially with the current political climate, it's it's kind of getting a bad rep and people are misusing it and misunderstanding it, but also using it as a scapegoat for a lot of conversations. And I'm not okay with that. Okay, last question, Kate, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Or is there anything on your nightstand? Because you are so busy. You're like at the nightclub all night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I try to read about five newspapers a day. So that is sort of my daily reading material. Um, I actually don't have a book that I'm reading right now. Uh, What are the newspapers that you read? I try to read um, the New Mexican, the Albuquerque Journal. I like to read the LA Times, Miami Herald. And then I pick a New York Times, Washington Post, Boston Globe kind of thing. I try to get a little bit of each section of the United States. Um, And because I have several iPads, they're all digital. But uh, that is sort of my, my daily reading material. 
or nightly reading material, depending where it falls in my 24-hour spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kate, it's been really lovely talking to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much. That's it for our show today. I've been speaking with Kate Kennedy, nightclub skylight partner, homeless teen and LGBTQ advocate, and recent candidate for the Santa Fe City Council. Kate and I spoke about the struggles she experienced running for city council, how she manages a nightclub and a mostly female staff, and how she uses her busy schedule to be efficient and show friends and family gratitude. You can get the free giveaway today, the Well Woman Life Cycle, at wellwomanlife.com slash 039show. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings together women to share our successes and challenges as leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes. And while you're there, leave a review. This helps raise visibility for the show, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week for you. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at facebook.com groups slash wellwomanlifecommunity. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.